Professional development is a long road wrought with many decisions we sometimes don't feel equipped to make. Having a trusted network of people, especially people who have walked the path you're walking, is imperative to personal and professional development. Mentors not only provide a source of knowledge, they can also be someone who motivates you, keeps you accountable, and can advocate for your success. On the other hand, being a mentor can be, incredible, can be an incredible growing experience and an awesome way to help others who could benefit from your knowledge and experience. In this episode, we'll explore what mentorship is and isn't, how to find a good mentor, what it takes to cultivate a good mentor-mentee relationship, and how to become a good mentor. Welcome to Leading the Rounds. Hey everybody and welcome to our first episode in our leadership or the main course section of this podcast. One we wanted to start out with that we think is super important is an episode about mentorship. And Peter was really fascinated with this topic, so we have some great things to share for you, with you today, and hopefully we can all learn a little bit more about being a mentee, but also being mentored and how to be a good person who is um, underneath a mentor in the medical field. Well, I'll, I'll say that I wasn't just interested. I'm very passionate about this topic, and it's always something I look into when I um, go to a new institution. Uh, I try to find my own mentors and try to find mentoring opportunities. So I think it's we should just get right into it because there's a lot that I want to talk about. Um, so Caleb, what, what is mentorship and what isn't mentorship? Yeah, so we're going to start out with talking about what is mentorship not. And so mentorship isn't a way to necessarily teach or learn new skills and it's not an easy reddit for asking questions to your mentor and so what what we mean by that is that it's not just a way to find easy solutions to your problems it's a relationship that goes both ways and so you need to work with your mentor to have a good relationship and not just look to only take from the person who is mentoring you. An awesome quote about what mentorship is, is from the mentee's guide. And it says as a mentor acts as a guide who helps us define and understand our own goals and pursue them successfully. And so we think mentorship isn't necessarily, like I said, a way for you to just get questions answered, but it's a relationship that you should be able to feed into your mentor. And then in turn, your mentor will be able to help you grow, understand yourself better and help you work towards your goals as well. So the topic we wanted to, to dive into after defining mentorship is what makes a good mentor and how to find a good mentor. And so Peter's going to start talking about that. Peter, what makes a good mentor and how do we search out how to find one? So I'll, I'll, I'll start by saying a good mentor is a needle in a haystack. Um, time and time again, I think people, or at least everyone that people want to be mentored by typically don't make good mentors for them. So I think the three most important things to look for in a mentor is someone who has relevant experience. So something, someone who's doing something that you want to do, someone that has time to mentor you, because as we've said, mentorship is not an easy thing. It's a, it takes a lot of work on both parties, and it really needs to be worth it. 
for the mentor and the mentee. Um, and I think the third thing is their personality, personality has to complement yours. Um, it doesn't have to be exactly like yours, but I think you guys need to get along. And I've, I've noticed this with, with, I guess, the two mentors that I found here in medical school. Uh, one is my research mentor, the other is my clinical mentor. Um, I would say I'm more like my research mentor, but me and my clinical mentor, we get along pretty well. Um, and it gets me to my next topic, which is you should have, like, you can't, there's not just one mentor that fits the bill, right? You have, as physicians, we're trying to be this, um, this professional that, that spans a lot of different things like clinic, clinical work, research work, whatever you want to do with that, like policy or teaching. We all have different things that we want to do in the career of medicine, but we also have personal hobbies that we want to, um, personal, uh, personal things we're chasing in our lives and hobbies. So like, I know Caleb, you're, uh, you're in CrossFit and I'm a climber. So having, having people that can teach you and guide you in those paths of life are also important. And the term mentor doesn't have to be like this big thing. It can just be someone you look up to sometimes. Um, but for the most part, we'll talk about formalized mentorship here because I think those are what's the most impactful in a professional development program, whether it be your own or something that's mandated by your school. Um, but there was, this, there was a quote that you wanted to share. Um, so I'll let you go ahead and share that, Caleb. Yeah, I think it fits in perfectly here because you mentioned different facets of our lives. And so we have our, you know, our medical lives. We have whether you're interested in research or clinical work or both like like Peter but then you also have different areas of your life which you're trying to improve as well and and I don't remember exactly where I heard this idea but I thought it was a a great mindset to have and something to always strive for and that's having three different types of people in each of the aspects of your life where you're trying to improve having somebody who's ahead of you having somebody who's equal to you and then having somebody who's behind you as well. And what that means is somebody who's ahead of you, they're the person that can serve to help you advance. They're somebody who can be your mentor, who's walked the times you're walking and who can give you advice about what they did to get through those situations and what really helped them improve. It's also important to have somebody who's equal to you because we definitely understand that competition drives improvement. And so if you have somebody who you're working with and working against or competing with or pushing yourself against, it's going to help you and make you improve more than if you were just going in a situation just by yourself. Peter mentioned that I love um, working out in CrossFit. And so this plays into that directly. And same with climbing. If you have somebody next to you who's able to push you to go even harder and to improve more, it's going to drive you to continually improve and to be a better version of yourself. And then also... Well, if I could, if I, sorry, if I could interject here, it's actually my best friend who's uh, that person for me in climbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's awesome because that's something you guys can do together. You can push each other to get better, and it, and it grows your relationship as well. Yeah. And then the third type of person is somebody who's behind you that you can help improve and I think this is super important because especially in medical school we often feel like in the clinics or whatnot that we never know the answers and we can often get down on ourselves for not knowing things and and for not being a physician yet but we rarely think about all the other people that would want and and 
push so hard to be in our shoes currently that aren't there yet. And so for me, I teach classes for undergrads. And so that's my opportunity to see that how blessed I am to be in the situation I'm in and to be able to help people work towards their goals of being in, in my situation in the future. And we're both part of the campus pre-med mentorship program too, which is it's a fantastic program. And I, I really try to make that as best as it could be. Um, but I do know that sometimes, you know, mentorship fails and we'll, we'll get into that eventually. But I, I really like this idea that you, that you shared, Caleb. Um, and even though today we're only talking about the people that come ahead of us and the people that come behind us, I think we can do an episode later on, on how to have a collaboration and friendly rivalries. I think that's something good to talk about. Um, let's just, I think one of the hardest things is finding a mentor. And I think I've been pretty lucky with this in terms of the people that I, that I've reached out to. Um, or maybe I just have a very easy personality to get along with or people just want to invest in me, whatever it is. Um, I think the first step to finding a mentor is asking. It's just, you have to at least have an idea of who you want to be your mentor and then ask them. Um, but there's a couple things you should think about when you when you ask them, and one is to have a really good idea of what you want that relationship to look like. Um, so be very upfront, and you can make it as formal or as informal as you want. And I think it, it's really important to set the stage for what the relationship is and what the goals are. And finding a mentor, I think, is typically the easiest part of, of mentorship because then you kind of have to get down and do the dirty work and really like start chasing your goals. And most, most people recognize this importance of having a mentorship. So they start to, they like, there's a lot of mentor mentee programs that go on in medical school. Like we have our learning communities, but I, I don't think those are impactful and it's hard to say why they're not impactful. At least my, the most impactful mentorship programs that I've had are ones that have been self-driven. And I think that kind of gets to the root of what mentorship is. It's something it's for you. And it's a very individualized thing. But something to consider when looking for a mentor is um, they have to be willing to mentor you. And this gets back to if they have time for you. So there's, I think there's two parts to this. One is if they have the time. And two is if they're, you can show them that you're someone to invest in. And beyond that, it's simply just asking and showing that you're, you're really serious about achieving this goal that you're, you're describing the mentorship. You're, you're, um, you're building this relationship to achieve. So one thing that I wanted to ask you about, because it's something that I've struggled with starting in medical school, is finding somebody who is willing to put in that time and willing to, to really help you. And I've reached out to a few different people, and it always seems like, especially with physicians, that they're just too busy, and maybe they say they'll help you out, but they don't end up following through. And so is it just a matter of continuing to reach out to more people to find a right fit? Or do you think it's more about making an impact on a specific person that you want to target? Well, I think it's, it's a bit of both. Um, I think the first thing is you need to figure out what it is, what is the reason that you want a mentor for? Because, you know, a mentor is not just somebody you will ask for for advice. They are that person sometimes, but I think it's mostly, you mostly have a mentor to help you achieve a specific goal that you have set out to do. Um, so that's one. So in that regard, you know, if, if your goal doesn't require that this person be a physician, then maybe reaching out to someone less busy than a physician would be beneficial in that regard. But you also touched on something else, which is 
making an impact. So I think that's just kind of serendipity. Sometimes you're in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, and and then you sh- you somehow wow a professor or you wow a clinician that that then sees value in you as a as someone to like cultivate. Um, especially at a big school like ours, it's hard to really stand out sometimes. So that's one way to get their attention. But the other is to just be very upfront and show them, you can even show them like with your personality um, and your professionalism. But it's just a matter of keep keeping on trying because a lot of people want to be mentors, but a lot of people also don't know what it takes to be a mentor. And I mean, you so you as a mentor know what it's like to be a mentor, right? So you, you can kind of imagine like put yourself in their shoes sometimes. Yeah, and I often wonder if it's just a time thing or if a lot of physicians just don't, find value or don't see themselves as somebody who can mentor someone else. I know for me growing up and shadowing physicians, I've often get gotten the feeling that that they're so busy they don't necessarily have time for a student or um, someone else in, in their office or their clinic. And so maybe it's just I've had some bad experiences or maybe it it's, I don't know, something else that, that I'm not doing right or that that I'm missing as well well I think it's less about something you're doing or not doing that's not the issue I think you should just be you and I think it you'll find the mentor that fits you the best um, because it could be it could be a number of things that's what I was going to say earlier is that it, it might not be uh, a just time thing or it might not be just a in, an interest in mentorship thing it might just it might be both it might be one or the other they could have a whole other thing, like they could be going through a divorce. They could be, they might have like three other residents, people higher up on the totem pole that they're, that they're mentoring. So it's it's finding that good mix of someone who has time for you, someone who has relevant, relevant experience, and someone who has a personality that complements yours. Yeah, and I think that's a great way of describing it because there is a bunch of different factors that play into finding a good mentor. And it's not just somebody who has time. It's all those other factors as well that you mentioned. So in addition to finding a mentor, we wanted to talk a little bit today about how to be a good mentee, but then also if we are put in mentor roles in the future, how do we be a good mentor to others? And so we're going to start with how to be a good mentee. So Peter, since you've had some great experience with your mentors, how do you think some ways that we can be good mentees to have a fulfilling relationship, not only for us, but then also for the mentor as well? So I think um, being on both sides of it, I think being the mentee is definitely the harder of the two because it requires more from you. Um, So as I stated earlier, you have to know what you want out of this mentorship relationship. Um, So when you set the stage logistically, what it will look like, um, I would highly recommend having a standing meeting. I have standing meetings with both of mine and they both honor it. They, unless something really important comes up. And in that case, we, you know, they'll, they'll give me other time later. Um, and they, they both know what the terms and the goals of the relationship are. So I both I have, I think one of the hardest things to, to come up with is an end date. Like, what is the end of the mentor-mentee relationship look like? Because um, that's really, that would pretty much define when you've taken that step. So, for example, my, my relationship with my research mentor ends after I finish my after I graduate and I have to go on to residency and my own start my own research career. But the other thing that I guess is a misconception among mentees, and I've seen this failures in 
in myself before, I guess when I was first kind of going down a leadership development path, is it's not a way to like take some load off of your own work and outsource, you know, some something you don't want to do, like, I don't know, write a write an essay or whatever. I don't know. It just, it's not, it's actually adding more work um, because you have to constantly show them that you're, you're worth their time and you're a hard worker and you want, you are, you are working towards this mutually defined goal of yours. Um, and your mentors are always judging you. They're, they want to make sure that you're worth their time, um, which means that you have to constantly be proactive and, um, you know, your mentor will likely be the one that has to, um, has the resources to help you achieve this goal on their own. Sometimes they do, if you have a very well-connected mentor. Um, but a lot of it will be on you to reach out and talk to other people. And depending on, like, it's hard for me to give you specifics because it all depends on the goal you're trying to achieve. And I can talk about my experiences research, but when I was an undergraduate, a lot of, and even as a master's student, a lot of my, my research was very self-driven. Like I had, a, I had a research mentor who was helping me get through my project. Um, but when I had like a day-to-day problem, I had to go reach out and get help myself. So being proactive in, in reaching your goal is also something that mentees kind of miss the mark sometimes. Um, and there's also a fine line that you have to walk. So you might ask yourself, like, what's the point of a mentorship if you have to be proactive about things? Well, it's, it's the guidance and the advocacy that's really valuable. And it's hard sometimes because you, you want to ask for assistance, but you don't want to ask for too much. Um, so kind of knowing your bounds and knowing your relationship is also important as a mentee. And the last thing that I want to mention is you should be very open and honest with your mentor. Um, definitely share your failures because it can be an opportunity for you and your mentor to figure out how to take the next step and how to keep moving forward. But I think even more importantly, share your successes because if you accomplish something, they'll be just as happy for you as you are and they'll see it as their success. And even if that might mark the end of your mentor-mentee relationship, then, you know, at least you're ending it on a good note. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. And it's not something that you can really just use to skirt by. In fact, I think it's, it's more of a way to... I see it more of a way, as a way to motivate myself and um, add more risk to the things that I'm doing. Because like, if you know you have other people who are reliant, who are your constituents, or you know have some stake in the game, then you have less of an opportunity or less of a desire to let them down. At least that's, that's my opinion on things. I, I, I would hate to let somebody else down than myself. That's an interesting way to think about it. And, and I don't think I've thought about mentorship that way before. But that's an interesting paradigm shift to think of. Because when I think of a mentor, I think of somebody who is able to... Uh, give you opportunities that you wouldn't be able to get by yourself. And then obviously, like you said, you have to put in the work to accomplish those opportunities and to get get those places, but somebody who will open up doors that you necessarily can't get into. But the paradigm shift I'm I'm hearing for you a little bit is yes, that is definitely 100% true. But then once a mentor opens those doors, the mentor kind of expects something from you then. Oh, absolutely. And and it puts it puts the, a little bit of pressure on you and and positive pressure to make that role to succeed in that role and to push yourself to accomplish what the mentor allowed you to do and i think that's an awesome thing that isn't talked about and that you don't think about 
in a mentor mentee relationship is that positive pressure of once that door is open, you now have to, to show up and do the work and, and push yourself to succeed once you've given that you're given that opportunity. A hundred percent. And nine times out of 10, it probably required a bit of an investment from the mentor to open that door for you. Um, so yeah, that's, I think you put it really well, you know, a mentor, I don't think I touched on this, but a mentor does open a lot of doors and gives you work. So I, part of the reason why I was looking for a mentor when I came here was to kind of get in, start getting involved in my research early, um, which was very helpful. Um, but yeah, so being a mentee is not easy, and but it's definitely worth it because you, you'll learn a lot, you'll get a lot of good experience, and your, your career will definitely move forward if you shoot big enough. So... Um, but let's, let's get into the next thing, um, which is how to be a mentor. And Caleb, I know you, you alluded to this, but you teach undergraduate students and you're also part of the campus-wide pre-mentor, pre-med mentorship program. Um, so you've had some experience and maybe you can share a bit about what you feel are the qualities of a good mentor and what they should and shouldn't be doing. Yeah, definitely. We can spend a minute talking about this. I think one of the first things I learned as a mentor is that the people you're mentoring aren't you. And so right when I probably started off mentoring people and they used to ask questions, if I succeeded in those areas, I would often just tell them to do the same exact thing I did. And while that can be good and while that can be beneficial, people are are very different and what worked for you might not work for them as well. And so it kind of... I learned over time that that while you can give them what you did, you also want to tell them that it, a skill or a situation is going to be much more beneficial if if they take responsibility themselves and, and make it make it a part of themselves. And so I'll give you an example of that. Like I said, I teach undergrad students. Uh, I teach them for MCAT. And so early on in my MCAT teaching, I would often tell students to do the same same exact thing I did. And what I did to study, uh, I was able to be relatively successful on it, and so that's how I got my teaching opportunity. And so I would just say, this is the way to go, this is how you gotta do it. But over time, I learned that that doesn't necessarily work for every student. And each individual student has to take responsibility themselves to find their own ways and their own methods to study and be successful. And so while you wanna educate them and give them tips and tricks and help them work towards their goals you don't want to make a clone of yourself and and everybody's not not the same way you are and so that's one of the first things I learned being a mentor another thing I learned being a mentor is and I think this is maybe one of the reasons why I get frustrated when searching out mentors for myself is that you have to be available to your mentee and you have to cut out time to be prepared when you're meeting them and to give them things that are helpful and that help them work towards their goals. And so being available for them is a huge thing as well. And then a last thing I want to mention is celebrating their successes, even if they don't necessarily um, completely meet 
what you would consider as a perfect success or what your goal was in the relationship. And so maybe, you know, obviously as a instructor, I would love for my students to all, you know, receive top percentiles on the MCAT and, and that would be perfect scenario, but that's not everybody's goals and that's not what's realistic for everybody. And so if you help someone and they're able to receive a score or an opportunity or improve in an area that they feel like is really successful and they get a score that they really love, being able to celebrate that and and tell them how proud you are of them and that they worked extremely hard to receive that, even if it doesn't necessarily meet your perfect expectations or, or it's not a perfect outcome as well. I think the one thing that I just wanted to add to that is is a good mentor has also been a mentee. So they kind of know what it's like to be in their shoes and it's important to see that as a mentor. So I it's it's nice being on both sides of the fence. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because you can kind of think of the qualities you would want in a mentor and then work towards displaying them towards your mentee. So you know you know what you want on both sides of the relationship and then you can try to model yourself to fit both of those expectations. Exactly. So the topic we wanted to finish off today with is drawing back to medical leadership. So mentorship is vital to success like we brought up all throughout today. And especially when we're looking at medical leadership and how we can grow and improve as leaders. So Peter, do you want to give us a few things that you think, why is mentorship important to medical leadership? What can we take away from this episode to improve ourselves as we work towards medical leaders? Yeah, so I think we've been talking broadly about mentorship and a lot of the ideas that I've I've gotten from mentorship have kind of come from non-medical sources, but it's, it's definitely very relevant to being a medical student and becoming a physician because you're, you're, you're in this unique position of where there are people who want to be where you're at, but there are also people who are where you want to be. So you get to straddle the fence, as I said earlier. Um, so there's inherent value in being a mentor and being mentored. Um, you know, as being, being mentored, you, it helps you learn to define and set your goals or your vision for yourself and what you want in your career. You can learn amazing things from people that you respect. Um, I'm just thinking right now about my clinical mentor, who also is a he's an MD PhD, he's a physician scientist. But he he's I always walk away from our conversation feeling very fulfilled and like I've learned something, and I get really excited about the things that we're going to be working on in the future. Um, and then you help helps you build your professional network that like you make connections with who they have connections with if. You know, they can put you in touch with people that can help you advance your career. Um, but on the flip side, being a mentor, it also provides you a lot of valuable skills that help you um, impact, I guess, a broader population. Um, at least in, in, my, in my experience, I've, I've learned some things about myself as a mentor. I've made a couple of mistakes before. Um, you know, I, like, I'll leave a conversation with one of my mentees and I'll be like, I shouldn't have given that advice or I shouldn't have said that or I talked too much or, you know, there are, I think there are, the, making those mistakes is important because it's part of your own personal growth. So it, at this stage in our careers, it's important to be a mentor in that regard because um, you also learn to listen and 
you might pick up some insight from your mentees because you know you don't know everything and they've had a different path than you have even up to their undergraduate career um, or before that depending if you're mentoring high school students that's a great point that I would love to spend a minute on is, sure. is how much I've learned from being a mentor and even like stu- students those people that you might think are are younger than you or aren't necessarily in medical school or in your situation that doesn't mean that they don't have things that they can teach you mm-hmm. and there's so many things that I've learned from my students and the people I've mentored that I never would have known without that opportunity and so while you think it's often you know you're doing things to help them you get a ton of things back in return that you would never have the opportunity to do if you weren't serving in that role. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's, and it's one, so one of my mentees is um, an underrepresented minority, someone who wants, and he wants to go into medicine. Um, so it's interesting to see the challenges that he's faced that I didn't have to deal with. And it's given me a better perspective on, on the value of diversity and why, why it's important. And I wouldn't have gotten that opportunity if it wasn't if I didn't get to be his mentor. So it's definitely the kind of skill. And I think the better you get at mentoring, the um, the more that you'll pick up from each of your successive mentees. And it's it's a it's a skill that you build, and you can become really good at it. And it's something that you can take with you for really the rest of your life. Because even if you're not a practicing physician, you've had this long career, and you can still be a mentor, and you can still be involved in helping with medical education, helping medical students or scientists or whoever, undergraduates, as an end career physician or scientist or whatever you are. I think in general it's important because you'll have this sort of end career experience that that has this like long, longevity of, of seeing how things have changed over the period of time and a more insight into how things might go. So you'll be able to better guide your mentees. Um, it's definitely a skill you have to build. Yeah, and I think if you think big picture about our goals for our individual careers and what we want long-term for our lives, we not only want to be successful and do things ourselves, but I know a big thing for me, and I'm sure it's true for you as well, is helping the next generation as well. And and that's how we really have a lasting impact in our careers and, and what we try to do. And being a mentor and really helping those who are younger than you and in, in different situations than you is how you are able to make that lasting impact and and help the next generation. This is reminding me of the quote, a society grows great when old men plant trees whose shade they'll never get to sit in. Um, so like, I kind of see that as, you know, a profession will grow when mentors plant the seeds that they'll never get to see, sit in the shade. And like, so you'll, you'll let, you're investing in people potentially whose successes you'll never benefit from. But it's the inherent lessons of being a mentor that I think are the value of being a mentor. And and you'll get to see all the great things that your students go off and do and your mentees go off and do. And that's kind of the lesson that we want to end on is that there's inherent value in being both sides of the fence. And they're both being a mentee and being a mentor is important for your development as a, as a future leader. You know, when you're a mentee, you're really learning from your mentors and learning the skills that you want to adopt and embody in yourself as a future leader and a future physician. But as a mentor, you're also being given this opportunity to expose yourself to a bunch of different perspectives and keep growing in your own right as a, as a leader. So it kind of furthers yourself uh, along your leadership development path, even though you're 
you're well along your career. So that's all for today. Thanks everyone so much for listening to this episode of Leading the Rounds. Hopefully you were able to learn something new and get a better perspective of how we can improve as leaders. If you like our content, please subscribe and follow. We work to put out a new episode every other week. You can also contact us and connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Leading the Rounds or email us at leadingtherounds at gmail.com. See you next time on Leading the Rounds.